Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Amen. Good evening. Welcome back to another episode of Into the Deep. Amen. I am excited to be here with you one more time. Amen. On this Tuesday evening. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. We are still in the new series segment, whatever you want to call it, but God has called it Save, Heal, and Deliver It. We are constantly and steady being saved. We are constantly and steady being healed. We are constantly and steady being delivered. And this, through this series, through this segment, God is showing us that we need to be saved, healed, and delivered from some things. Amen. We're being saved, healed, and delivered from traumas. We're being saved, healed, and delivered from triggers. We're being saved, healed, and delivered from tensions. Amen. Are you, if you're not ready, you need to get ready. If you're not ready, don't worry. God will get you ready. Amen. Tonight, amen, we're going we're, we're gonna to be talking about two individuals today. Tonight, amen, they went through the same, they had the same ailment, they had the same problem and God healed them both amen God healed them both they 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 seemed like they were going through the same thing but as we're going to read we'll see they had different things going on in their life God still healed them amen so before we get into scripture I just want to stop right there this is the thing no matter what you're going through it, it may look like someone else going through the same thing. It may not look like they're going through the same thing. It may look like you're by yourself. It may look like no one else went through it, but God wants me to let you know tonight, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, no matter how long you've been in it, no, ma no matter how long you sit in it, no matter how long it's been, God is saying he is ready and willing to save heal and deliver. Amen. No matter what your title is, no matter what your position is, no matter what your race is, no matter what your religion is, he is ready to save, heal, and deliver. Amen. So I want to go to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. It reads, they came to Bethsaida and said, and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. And when he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once, once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored and saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home saying, don't even go into the village. Our next scripture. Luke chapter 18, 
Luke chapter 18, verse 35. It reads, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was, going, what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. And, I'm sorry, when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. Amen. Now I told you there's these two men. There's two men. One was brought by friends and one was on the roadside while Jesus was passing by. Amen. So, so here's the thing. Like I said, no matter what situation you're in, God can heal you. Because at the end of each verse, God healed them. No matter what your position is in the church, no matter if you have a place in the church, no matter if you have a church home, God is willing to heal you. God is willing and ready to heal you. Earlier, in the beginning of this segment, we talked about the man at the pool of Bethesda and how he was sitting in his ailment. He was sitting because he couldn't get to the pool fast enough. He couldn't get the healing fat, couldn't get to the place of healing fast enough. He, so he sat and he was settled in where he was. Until one moment, Jesus came by. And Jesus asked him a question. Do you want to be healed? And, and the thing with all three of these men, he asked them this question, do you want to be healed? So tonight, I ask you this question. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed of your trauma? Do you want to be the healed of your triggers? Do you want to be healed of your tantrums? Do you want to be healed? Or is your, your trauma, are you so settled in your trauma that that's where you get your fame from? You say, oh, if I get healed of this trauma, I won't be known anymore. You see,
many people don't want to get saved, healed, and delivered because now they have nothing to talk about, apparently. But here's the thing. In, in Luke chapter 18, after the man was healed, he praised God. And because of what he'd been through and because of his healing, others praised God. You see, the point wasn't that he be healed and that he be talked about, but the point was that he be healed and he praised God. You, you see, the, the, the reason we bring up these scriptures isn't to bring knowledge into the men, but to bring knowledge and understanding that God can heal you no matter where you, what you're going through. Tonight we're going to go deep, my man. We're going to go deep in some insecurities of the flesh. If you don't mind. <laughs> You, you, you may thought that we was gonna hold. I was gonna hold back, but tonight, tonight, we're gonna go deep. For for the last three weeks, we, we was we was in the water. We was reading the word, and we talked about how we had these traumas of our past. How we had this, the trauma. How we went through situations. But tonight, God is saying, we went through them. Do we want to, do you want to be healed? Do you truly want to be healed? Because when it comes to being healed, there are some things that's going to be removed from us. You see, Many people say they want to be healed. They, they, come, they come to the altar of the church every Sunday say, I want to be healed. I, I want this. I want that. I need this. I need to be saved. I need to be healed. I need to be delivered. And then they leave talking the same way, doing the same thing. Now, here's the thing. Save healing, save, saving healing and delivering process isn't 24 hours. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that many people say they want to be saved, healed, and delivered for show. So many people want to be saved, healed, and delivered for show. And here's the thing. I want to go back to Mark chapter 8 real fast. And if you've seen me as I was reading it the first time, if you're watching with me and not listening to me, you see me get a little excited when I said this verse. So I want to read this to you one more time and see if you see it. If not, we're going to break it down. Amen. Verse 23. So I'm going to read verse 22 and verse 23 together. It says, they came to Bethsaida and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. Verse 23. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. <laughs> you see, well, what Jesus was doing is what I did ask. Do we want to be saved, healed, and delivered, or are we doing it for show? Or are we doing it so others can see? Are we doing it so others can see, hey, now, hey, I'm not that blind man anymore. I'm not 
that guy anymore. I'm saved now. Or are we doing it to actually be saved, healed, and delivered to walk in our purpose God has given us? Because like I said, the purpose of this show is to bring the word to the world. Not so I can get fame, but to bring the word to the world so others can know who they are. Does the does walk in their divine purpose? So it's, it's not so I can get my 15 minutes of fame. It's not so you can get your 15 minutes of fame. It's so you can walk in your divine purpose in God and you can live internal, not 15 minutes of fame. So here we are. Jesus takes the blind man out of the village. He takes the blind man away from people. He takes the blind man away from the show. He takes the blind man away from the attraction. And he saves them. So today, God wants me to know, are you ready to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Because being saved, healed, and delivered isn't something you're pushed to do. It's a choice. Tonight, God wants you to know it's a choice. You have the option to be saved. You have the option to be healed. You have the option to be delivered. You have the option to just sit in your mess. You have the option to sit in your trauma and not worry about it. But tonight God wants you to know, are you ready to be saved, healed, and delivered? And do you want to be? Last past weeks we talked about it. We talked about being saved. But tonight God wants you to answer the question. Do you want to be saved? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be delivered? Not just because I'm asking this question tonight, but do you truly want to be saved, healed, and delivered? Because here's the thing I'm going to tell you now. Listen, as I was studying this verse, the scripture um, God brought to remembrance something that happened with this passage of scripture, and it, it was the talk of the media. It was the talk of the internet. It was the talk of mainstream media. And many people stopped listening to that pastor because of this very passage of scripture. Many people walked away from him. But the thing God showed me and what he revealed to me was he asked the question, what are you willing to go through to be saved, healed, and delivered? Because here's the thing, I want to let you know something. Being saved, healed, and delivered is a choice, one. And two, it's not pretty. Is is not a pretty sight that you, when when you when you're getting saved, healed, and delivered, you, it's it's gonna get nasty. It's gonna get gruesome. It, it's gonna feel like you you want to give up. It's gonna feel like why did I make this choice? I'm gonna be completely honest with you now. Being saved, healed, and delivered, it has to be a choice because one is not pretty. See, see, here's the thing. I'm 
I'm a social media, media technology guy for churches, and I love filming, I love taking pictures, and I love being able to show worship services to the world. And the thing I learned over the years about being in this ministry and having this passion, there are some times that the camera has to go off. Not because it's not authentic or not because we don't want to show an authentic side of worship. It's because there are some things that people do not need to see. There are some things of a process that we can't show. That is why Jesus did this one thing. He took the man outside the village because the, the process the man had to go through wasn't for all eyes. The process that he had to endure to be saved wasn't for everyone to see because it wasn't pretty. It, it, it wasn't something, oh, you're healed. It, it, it wasn't something that he, had, that he went through and 24 hours later, he was healed. It wasn't that. It was a process that he had to endure to be saved, it, 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 to be healed from his blindness. That's, he, he had to go through something nasty, something disgusting. And if you know the situation, you understand. But if you don't know the situation, don't worry about it. <laughs> Amen. Because if you continue reading verse 23, Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village when he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him. You see, I questioned, okay, God, why did Mark write that in there? Why did he put that there? That's disgusting. Why would someone do that? Why would, why would we need to know that? God says, because. I want my people to know that, yes, I'm the, the choice is yours to be saved, healed, and delivered. But I want my people to know that it's not going to be simple, it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to be nice. It's going to be disgusting, it's going to be nasty, it's going you, you, to you have to endure something. Because, and, and when I started to study this, I started to thinking about my life, like how I, how I was saved and how I was healed and I was delivered through my alcoholism, through many things in my life. It wasn't pretty. Listen, it was not pretty at all. When, when, when I first gave up alcohol, first, yes, I said first. When I first gave up alcohol, it wasn't pretty. It, 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 I felt like giving up. I felt like giving up in life. I felt like just going back to the alcohol. Like, God, is this really what you want from me? Because, God, I am dying over here. Like, and, and the thing is, We, we we want we we want everything wrapped up nice and neat. 
looking good, clean. But I want to let you know something today. You have to go through some mess. Because here's the thing. When God's cleaning you up, when God's exposing some things in you, Matter of fact, ah, right, here's a, here's another. Here's a, all right. So so it, it, we're we're we're, we're for, for those who are like me, we are in the Christmas season. Amen. We were, so so Christmas is right around the corner. We're, we're, people are buying gifts. People are decorating. People are listening to Christmas music. I know I am. But anyway, and, and you're wrapping up the gifts, right? You're, you're wrapping it up. In my mind, what's the point of wrapping it up when people just gonna whip up the pack, whip up the wrapping paper, and all over the place? That, that's but I digress. <laughs> right. So you wrapping up the gift, right? It's nice. It's a nice gift. Great gift. Great gift. It is just what they've been looking for. It's just what they've been wanting. And when it comes time to unwrap it. There are some people who unwrap it nice and neat, but but to those people, <laughs> but to other people who just rip it all up to get to the prize, rip it all up. See, see, from the outside, you see a whole mess going on, paper everywhere. Bits and pieces are over there, bits and pieces over there. But the person unwrapping the gift, all they is doing is removing the wrapping to get to the prize. And what God is saying, all he's doing is removing all that wrapping to get to the prize. <laughs> the wrapping is all over the place. Your, your trauma is all over the place. But God is getting you, getting you to the prize. And then, if you had parents like me, you had to clean it up, right? You had to clean it all up for some other people. Some parents cleaned it up for them. So tonight, God wants you to know, are you ready? to be saved, healed, and delivered. The choice is yours. Your pastor can't make it for you. Your spouse can't make it for you. Your parents can't make it for you. Your children can't make it for you. You have to make the decision for yourself. Do you want to be saved? Are you willing to go through the process it takes. Do you want to be saved? Are you willing to go through the process Verse 23 is not over with yet, but we're going to continue reading. After he took the man out of the village, 
he, after he spit on his on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked a question. Do you see anything? Do you see anything? The man looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Now, here's the thing. I love this part right here. That there's a lot of theologians who, who read the scripture and come up with other ideas of what, what happened here. But the thing God revealed to me was because he asked, that's another question. So, first question is Are you ready to be saved? Are you ready to be healed and delivered? Right? Question, question number two. Are you willing to go through the process? And number three, if the if if it doesn't look like what you think it looked like, are you still willing to go through? You see, the first time Jesus touched him, he says, I see, but it's not what I see. It's not what I thought I would see. He see, I seen people, but they look like trees walking around. I, I see, but it's not what I thought I would see. I, I see. Yes, I'm saved. Yes, I'm saved. Come on. Yes. God saved me, and now I see. Like like I like I said three weeks ago with the man at the pool of Bethesda, so many people are happy that they're able to get up, that they leave a mat in that same place. So many people are happy, excited to be saved, and they then they just go on with their day. But what God is saying, there's more to it. Yeah, there's more to it. Because, okay, here's the thing. That's verse 24. He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Instead of going from verse 24 to verse 26, Jesus sent him home saying, don't even go into the village. That there's a scripture in between. In between verse 24 and 26, that's verse 25. It reads, once more Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened and his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. So how many of us would stop at being saved? How many of us would stop at being healed and go on with our day? Let me make it clear. Let me, let me give some examples, some evidence. How many of us will come into a church, receive salvation, and say, now it's time for me to preach? Now it's time for me. 
See, see, the thing God wants us to know is, yes, you're saved. Yes, when you, when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, Savior and Lord. When, when, you, when you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. It's that salvation. And I do, I want to apologize because there are many organizations who just stop at that mark and say, okay, now we have another member. Now we have another number. I want to apologize because I had that way of thinking. And tonight God wants you to know there's more. That salvation, you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart. That that's, that's when you're going through the process of being saved. <laughs> you, you woke up that Sunday, you woke up that Sunday morning and said, ah, I'm too tired. I just came from the club. I, I can't go to church tonight. This morning. I'm too tired. Can't do it. But I'm hungry, so I'm gonna get some breakfast. And as you're on your way back to your room, or as you're on your way back to your house, someone say, Hey, let's go to church. And you can say, eh, nah, y'all know what I did last night. Y'all know what I'm going through. But but you went in and you went to church and then you received salvation. And then on this next step, your eyes was open, but you see people walking as trees. Your eyes was open. You you, you were saved. You, You've seen a glimpse of what God is bringing you. And now God says, let's continue. Let's go to part two. See, in, in today, in 2023, many people don't like sequels because let me let you know something. When there's one sequel, there's going to be another. Many people don't like sequels because guess what? The best series, the best sequels in the world, fast series, amen? But many people don't like sequels. So many people just stop with being saved and they go on with their day. But today, God is saying, let's go on to part two. Let's go on to being healed. Yes, you're saved, but let's go on to being healed. Let's go get healed together. And, and what this healed looks like, that's discipleship. That's getting discipled. That's understanding what just happened. Okay, I'm saved, but I don't know what just happened. I know I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. Yes, I know that. But now the next is what just happened? What just happened? So many people believe that being a being a believer is simple, easy. Uh, do this and don't do that thing. It, it's not. Being a believer is so much more. Being a believer, yes, you're going to feel like sometimes 
you're not enough. Being a believer, yes, you're going to feel like, why am I here? Being a believer, being a believer of Christ, that's sometimes it's going to feel like that. But guess what? On the other side, being a believer also, when you come in to feel like, oh, why am I here? Why do I feel like this? What's going on in my life? But here's the thing. When you're a believer, guess what? You have, the, you have God on your side who's really, who's really and ready to talk with you about what you're going through. But we have to first understand who we're listening to. Because guess what? When you're saved, many, many, many recent people get saved and they believe that they're listening to, God, to their pastor. So when their pastor screw up or mess up or fall, they, they fall. And the thing God wants us to know today, this is the last month of uh, Pastor Appreciation Month. I appreciate all pastors out there, amen. And, and what God is saying, yes, we appreciate each and every pastor, but we don't put them on pedestals. Yes, they lead us to Christ, but we follow Christ. Just like, just like this blind man, people brought him to Christ. Jesus. But he followed Jesus to get healed. The people brought the man to Christ. But he followed Jesus to get healed. That there's a lot of sins many pastors say, follow me as I follow Christ. And when I stop following Christ, don't follow me no more. Pastor Mary says that all the time. So the thing is, pastors lead us to Christ. They lead us to Christ. They, 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 they give us messages from Christ. And God puts us in their sphere of influence, for lack of better words, put us in their sphere of influence so they can watch over us, yes. But in all actuality, we're listening to God. There are, that's why that, that is why it's imperative for us to go to a church where God calls us to. Not because of, oh, we get to sing, or I get to preach, or I get to lead a ministry, or I get to be a part of this ministry, but because of God led us to that place. Because when God leads you to a church, he gives you a pastor who will lead you to him so we can get healed. So yes, here's the thing. I, I love... I told you I'm a media guy. I love streaming services to many people into, on, on many social media and many platforms. I love doing that. And there's nothing wrong with watching different sermons. But the thing is, if God does not lead you to that pastor, To, so for you to serve under, be careful. Not saying that pastor's not preaching the word of God, not saying that at all. It's just not for you in this time and season. Here's the very, I, I got to 
good example. Amen. Here's the thing. So when I was in high school, I was going to church in Philadelphia. Amazing church, Apostle Savannah Broussard. Amazing founder, Apostle Felix Broussard Jr. Amazing pastors, amen. They, they, they taught me the word of God. They taught me who I am in Christ. And at, when I graduated high school, I went off to college. Well, not college, I'm sorry. I went off to the military. I went off <laughs> to the military and college too. But, and when I was in the military, I wasn't in Boma. I wasn't able to go to services, but they was praying for me. Man. And if I had a problem, I can call them up and they would pray with me. They would give me advice. They would, they would talk with me. And when I was in San Diego, I went to this church. I'm like, okay. I, I, there's no church. I really didn't know any churches out there. So I, I went to a church with one of my uh, supervisors at, and we went and they taught me the word of God. I'm like, oh, this is unique. I really never really, I love to study the word, but I really never just sat down and had someone actually go chapter for chapter, word for word. And that's what they did with me. I'm like, okay, that's nice. But before that, I went to another church. This was a big church. And I went there. It was Veterans Day. And they acknowledged all the military personnel. And I'm like, okay, this is nice. This is nice. This is good. Then I went to the church with my supervisor. This is what I need. Hey man, this, this, is, this may not seem all exciting and fun, but this is what I need. I need to study the word of God because what God, what God has for me, I need this. Amen. And then after San Diego, I'll go to Japan. I found a church home. And and when I get to Japan, that's when that's when it happened. That's when the marriage that's when the miscarriage happened. And I wasn't in church. I wasn't connected with the church out there. And I just walked away from God. And then, as I'm walking away from God, as I'm ignoring God, as I'm not even worrying about him, okay? Because when I was at work, there was these, there was two of my supervisors, they went to the same church, they were talking about their church, and they were talking about how exciting it was, how they teach the word of God. I'm like, that's pointless, I don't need to know that, I don't need to hear that. Pointless, okay, right? And so I wasn't listening to that, but my spirit man was, right? And, and then there's one night I go out drinking, come back, come back early, go go to, go to sleep, and I wake up. I wake up early apparently. Wake up, go get breakfast. As I'm going back to my room, someone asked me if I wanted to go to church. And me, I'm screaming in my head, just go up to your room and go to sleep. Right, and, and I'm like, sure, let's go. Let's go. 
So I go, we go to church and listen. It, it, it was what I needed. I, it, it was just when I walked in, love was just being shown to me. Like it, it was just amazing. And like what, what I'm trying to let everyone know is the the the, pur- the purpose of finding the right ministry for you is so you can grow. It's not so you can get your name. It's not so you can preach. It's not so you can worship in the choir. It's none of that. It's so you can grow in Christ. Because at this church, I learned the saying, the saying that the bishop said was, go where you grow and grow where you go. What he's saying is go to the ministry you can grow in. Because if you don't grow, you can't fulfill what God has for you. Because if I didn't grow in Christ, I would have never been able to, never been, this is what I say. If I never went back to that church, I would have never grew in what God had for me. I would have never understood that, yes, God has a calling for me to preach. Because at that time, I shut my mouth. I didn't speak when I needed to speak. I didn't share a word when I needed to share a word. I shut my mouth. I was afraid to speak in public. Even when it came to doing training videos or training seminars or safety briefs, I didn't want to do it. That wasn't for me. I didn't want to be a public speaker. Matter of fact, something like this, I didn't want to do it. But because I went somewhere, I can grow. And I will allow God to work on me. No matter how messy and disgusting and how much I felt like giving up, I continued going on because I knew God had something better for me. Yes, what, yes the, the process is, is horrible. Yes, the process may make you feel weak and vulnerable. But God says, as long as I'm with you, I got you. So even though it doesn't look like what it's supposed to look like, even though it may look nasty, disgusting, ugly, God says, I got you. This isn't isn't your final chapter. This isn't where I'm going to leave you. Continue following me because I have a purpose and I have a destiny made just for you. Because at the end, yes, his sight was restored. He seemed perfectly clear. But the first time, it was unclear. So if we would have gave up, if he would have gave up right then and said, okay, God, I can see. I'm good. All I need was to see. But he allowed God to continue working on him. He didn't leave God in the midst of him not seeing He didn't leave God in the midst of him not seeing clearly. He says, okay, God, you did this. Let's continue. Let's go on to part two. Let's go on to the sequel. I know you have more for me. Amen. Now, verse 26, it says, Jesus sent him home 
saying, don't even go into the village. This part right here, I love this part. Do you know why? Many people might not understand why, but I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> because, here's the thing. When the people brought the man to Jesus, they brought him into the village. Jesus brought him out of the village. To save, heal, and deliver him. There's two revelations God gave me here. The one thing, one of it, the first one is, don't go back to what God brought you out of. Don't go back to what God brought you out of. That that's for somebody. God says, I brought you out of that place. Now, it's, now that you're out, don't go back. Don't go back. One, because they're going to see that you're saved, healed, and delivered. And they're still going to treat you as you were blind. You see, that, 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 is why, that, that is why some people need to stay away from people, places, and things. Because they're going to see that you're changed and they're going to try to change you back. They, they, they're going to try to change you back. They say, okay, you done changed. I need you to go back to your old person, man. You, you, you're not the life of the party no more. <laughs> you done changed. Now you're speaking all this Jesus thing. You need to go back. You done changed. I, I can't roll with you no more. You can't be my wingman no more. Jesus says, don't go back to the village. Don't go back to what he brought you out of. And the second revelation God gave me was that when the people brought him to Jesus, and begged Jesus to touch him. God revealed to me that their mindset was it was for show. It was so they can see and they can be entertained. You see, the, pur the purpose of them bringing the man to Jesus wasn't so he can get saved, healed, and delivered. It's so they can be entertained by the magic of Jesus. But God, but Jesus says, don't go back because this wasn't magic. This was a miracle. You're not saved, healed, and delivered because of some thing, some magic, some self-help book, some some church, some pastor, you're, you're not saved because of that. You're saved because God says, I'm doing a new work in you. Yeah. This isn't because of what, this isn't because what you look like. This isn't because 
where you live, what church you go to. I, you're not saved, healed, and delivered because you turned on this episode. You're saved, healed, and delivered because I'm doing a new work in you. This isn't for show. This isn't for entertainment. This is for your life. This isn't magic. This is a miracle. You see, magic is for entertainment. Miracle is for eternal. Tonight, God wants you to. Tonight, God wants you to know another question. The first question was, "Do you want to be saved?" That's number one. Number one. If it's a no to that, we'll come back again. Amen. But question one: Do you want to be saved? Question two: Are you willing to go through the process? Are you willing to go through the process? And question number three. I, love this. I like this last one. Question number three. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself with people that's all for show or all for your salvation? Are you surrounding yourself with, pe with people saying, oh, Jesus does magic? Or are you surrounding yourself with people that says Jesus is a miracle worker? Are you surrounding yourself with people who just talk about the turning water into wine? Or are you surrounding yourself around people who heal the blind? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Amen. So those three questions. Are you ready to be saved? Are you ready to be made whole? Saved, healed, and delivered. Are you ready to be made whole? Are you going to go through the full process? And who are you surrounding yourself with? You see so many seasoned saints say, oh, question two and 
Question one, two, and three are easy. Matter of fact, question three is easy too. But yet we surround ourselves with me, myself, and I. We don't need nobody. As long as I got Jesus, as long as I got God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, I'm good. I'm Gucci. But who are you surrounding yourself with? Many, many theologians and pastors bring the scripture up about marriage and relationship, but I, I want to bring it to your knowledge. In Genesis, it says it's, it's not good for man to be alone. You, you see, Adam was in the garden with Jesus, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And God said it's not good for man to be alone. We need fellowship with other believers. We need fellowship with other people who's going to speak life into our life. Amen. Glory be to God. I want to thank everyone for watching with us tonight. Amen. Listen, listen. It may got a little tough to watch. It may got a little tough to listen. But I want to let you know something. Before it got tough for you, it got tough for me. I had to study this topic, these scriptures, and God had to work in me. Listen, <laughs> these past three weeks have been rough, have been tough. God's been bringing me, God's been showing me and bringing me through some things. And tonight I can honestly say, God is continuing working on me and through me. And I am being able to walk free without chains, shackles. Amen. I'm glad God is still working on me and in me and through me. So I'm able to produce not just this episode, but I'm able to produce evidence of what God can do in your life. Amen. I want to thank y'all for watching and tuning in to the last bit of this episode. I know it may be been a little hard for some. I know it may be a little tough to really get, but I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for allowing God to speak to you and through you and through me. And I just want to thank God for allowing me to be the host of this amazing show. And I, I'm going to say it every time. I can't wait to see what God does in, the, in your life. I can't wait to see the evidence God is producing in your life to show that you're saved, healed, and delivered. Amen. Amen. I want to also continue. I want to bring this up one more time. I, I won't be doing the videos, but I want to bring it up and let you know that just because I'm not doing it live and on social media, you can still do it. Amen. The Jesus challenge, it, it didn't stop <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks ago. It didn't, you didn't have to stop. You could have kept going. Um, the Jesus Challenge, what it is, is J-E-S-U-S, -S, Jesus. It spells out Jesus. And what it is, is J, you journal. E, you encounter. S, you study. U, you understand. And S, you speak and share. Amen. What, what that challenge is, it gets you closer to God. It gets you closer and Closer to what God wants for you. Because, listen, when I started that challenge, it got me to this series. 
it got me to understand, okay, God, you want to you want to do something in my life. Amen. And, and as you want to do something in my life, you want me to be, you want me to make witness of it to others. <laughs> so I'm I'm a witness. The Jesus challenge is amazing. It, it may get a little tough because what God is doing in you and through you, you may not want to give up. You may not want to get rid of. You might not want to get exposed. But the Jesus challenge is really great and it's helpful. And it's really simple to do. It's, it's simple to do. Hard to execute. Hard to execute. Because it, it does expose something that you may not want to get, give up. It may expose something that, oh, wait, I, I'm, I still got some of that. I still, all right, God, I see now. Okay. So. I want to encourage us to get that that can help. And um, as I'm learning throughout this week, a lot of people are starting to use Bible. And I want to encourage you to start reading your Bible. If you don't want to, uh, don't know where to start. That there's plans on the Bible app, new version app. That there's plans that, that you can go through. That you can message me and we can walk through a plan together. You can you can start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, knowing who Jesus is. You can start at the beginning with Genesis. Hey, start reading your Bible. Because listen, when you start reading your Bible, guess what? The Bible is the Word of God. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. <laughs> what it's saying, the words that you read is God. The words that you read is God, and the more you read, you're getting God in you. You're saying, "Okay, God, this is what you're saying. This is what this is what you have for me." Because the Bible is an inspiration from men, so you can apply it among men. Okay, it's the inspiration of men, right? Written by men, inspired by men, so we can apply it among men. Amen. So I just want to thank everyone for watching and get into your Bible. Start reading. If, if, if you don't, if you just read a page a day, use the new version app or just you can chat and just read different scriptures a day. I don't it doesn't matter. Amen. And I just want to just get into your word. Get the word in you. Get into the word so the word can get in you. So we can live a life balance. Amen. Once again, I want to thank you for watching and I want to thank you for coming into the deep with me. I know we were going to show up for a little bit, but tonight we got it. And guess what? You are not alone in the deep. God is with you in the deep. Amen. I want to thank you again for watching. To God be the glory. Amen.